Good morning, everyone. This is Jeffy Kennedy, author of fantasy and romance and all of the magically delicious places they intersect. I'm here with my first cup of coffee. Mm, brilliant. Brilliantly lovely. Ah, today is Tuesday, October 6th. And because Tuesday is release day in the publishing world. Got a, a couple of different shout-outs today. Uh, Shout-out to Bestie Grace Straven for the release of The Epos King. We've been waiting on this one. I've been posting my reviews in various places, but I love this book. Might be uh, my favorite of hers so far. I, I really did enjoy that book. And then I also have uh, a Christmas book to tell you about because, hey, Halloween is a few weeks away, so we should start talking Christmas, <laughs> Christmas romance. This book actually came out a week ago on September 29th, which is good because if you're ready to start reading Christmas, you can read this now. This is... A wonderful collection from the Zebra imprint at Kensington called Christmas Kisses with My Cowboy. Um, nothing says Christmas like a cowboy. Uh, the cover is great. The cover has um, the cowboy with what appears to be a small Christmas tree. Cowboy on his horse with his hat, Natch, uh, with what appears to be a Christmas tree uh, across the saddle in front of him and an adorable little dog leaping through the snow beside them. Um, they are bringing the emergency Christmas tree to, I'm hoping, the cabin in the woods because, you know, that's one of my favorite tropes. Um, so anyway, the anthology features stories from three best-selling authors uh, who are all beloved for writing sexy Western romances with alpha heroes and strong adventurous heroines. Uh, this one includes Diana Palmer, Marina Adair, and Kate Pierce. <clears throat> now, I don't know Diana personally. I don't think that we have met. Uh, but according to the information I have here, uh, her many big books have hit all of the bestseller lists, hardcover, trade paperback, mass, mass market paperback, and they her readers implicitly trust her as she commands an impressive number of readers who never miss one of her books. Um, good for her. You know, good for you, Diana, on building that brand because that's pretty impressive to sell well in all formats like that. Now, I do know Kate Pierce, New York Times bestselling author, um, known for her ability to create realistic and compelling communities filled with complex characters that fans of romance Western romance crave. Kate writes all kinds of stuff, and um, she is a darling person. I, I love Kate. She is um, unfailingly wonderful. So, um, oh yeah, so she's been writing this series called the Morgan Ranch series, and two of those, The Billionaire Bull Rider and The Last Good Cowboy, were selected as Best Romances of the Month by Amazon. And then Marina Adair has been a longtime friend and follower, uh, always very supportive of me and my books, and another lovely person. 
She's the number one nationally best-selling author with over a million books sold. Good for you, Marina. Uh, and she has a series called the St. Helena Vineyard Series, which was turned into a series of Hallmark Channel movies. I didn't know that. Good for you, Marina. That's fun to do these little promo spots so I get to catch up with people who I don't otherwise catch up with. So, I know that you are all dying to hear about Christmas Kisses with My Cowboy. It says, this Christmas, the best kind of trouble comes in threes. Three best-selling authors, three stories of holiday romance, and three cowboys who are ready for love, whether they know it or not. It's always another of my favorite tropes. Diana's story is Mistletoe Cowboy. Horse whisperer Parker doesn't drink, smoke, or gamble, and he doesn't have much to do with women either until he meets winsome widow Katie and her sweet child. Could Christmas kisses under the mistletoe bring the handsome wrangler the gift of his very own family? <laughs> I, I, I'm still, I'm, I'm thinking of my high school boyfriend who did not drink doesn't smoke um I, he didn't gamble either but he did have a lot to do with women he was my first lover hi kev and we used to joke about there was that song um don't drink don't smoke what do you do don't drink don't smoke what do you do must be something inside uh that was totally kev we would always tease him with that song he loved it i think all right uh marina's story is blame it on the mistletoe. They all have mistletoe in the title. That's a cute idea. Blame it on the mistletoe. To claim his slice of the family ranch, Texas Ranger Noah is forced back to Tucker's Crossing. All he expects to find is a tractor load of painful memories until a holiday storm, a power outage, and perhaps the magic of Christmas deliver him to rescue an intriguing woman named Faith. But who is rescuing whom? Oh, and Dorinda gave a little quote for Marina. She called a, Marina Adair is a breath of fresh air. Marina, that, that actually sums her up perfectly. And then Kate's story is Mistletoe Detour. When Morgan Valley rancher Ted Baker gets out his tow truck to pick up a snowbound driver, he doesn't expect to find his old school friend Veronica on the lamb with her pet pig, much less true love, just in time for Christmas. That sounds so Kate. Uh, Kate just has the best sense of humor. <laughs> uh, so, um, yeah, it's, it's funny they have on here the story locale is present day and that says for diana palmer's it's colorado and for kate it's rural california and then they don't list marina i'm assuming well it says texas what texas ranger oh back he's forced back to tucker's crossing so probably tucker's crossing is not anywhere in particular well so um if you love cowboys and christmas romances this sounds like a sure bet for you uh, I'll include links in the show notes, and I'll put the, the cover on the podcast here. Christmas Kisses with My Cowboy. And I really want to know if the cowboy brings a Christmas tree across the saddle, because that would be epic. All right. So, how are you all today? Uh, what have I got going on? I have made good progress on... The Long Winter of the Crystalline Moon. Oops, it's, I've got 
Christmas kisses with my cowboy in my head. Long night of the crystal moon. It's only one night. It's not a whole winter. You can relax. Um, I've got almost 23,000 words on the novella. Um, my beat indicators are that I'm probably going to hit 28K. So I won't finish it today, I don't think, unless it like suddenly finds an ending. Probably tomorrow, uh, which is fine. I have not yet gotten notes from Sarah back on Dark Wizard. I think I mentioned I did get notes from the beta readers on Sunday. But so far, I think it's in pretty good shape. <sighs> Sarah wasn't around much yesterday. I don't know what's going on. Uh, you know, it's hard not to get involved in the, the national drama. Uh, President Trump was at Walter Reed all through yesterday, then went back to the White House last night, where he is still massively contagious with the novel coronavirus. Um, apparently, there are more cases of COVID in the White House than there are in all of New Zealand right now. You know, so go USA. I think that's making America great again. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's it's just um, it is such a circus I did look at the clip of Trump posing at the White House for photos last night of course he took off his mask for the photos uh, I guess at least he had one on before that uh, I don't know um, he's hyped up on steroids and he had a whole lot of pancake makeup on um, you couldn't even see the any wrinkles in his face he had so much pancake makeup on it kind of reminded me of the boys you know if you guys have been watching that superhero series the boys where um oh he's not captain america but he's like the takeoff on captain america um what is it now i'm gonna have to see uh, i can't hear you i know you're telling me IMDB. Oh, I'm probably not going to bring it up on the... I brought my laptop out to read this and I was going to... Oh, I guess I do have a good enough wireless signal. The Boys is very interesting. David's not liking the second season. I'm not sure why. He seems to be finding it to be too violent you know and i find it to be cartoonishly violent i don't mind it so much i know that's bothering some people but um i don't know it's just so sarcastic and uh so biting in a way let's see homelander that's his name homelander i love that name that that one just resonates on so many levels too it's it's awesome Yeah, Anthony Starr plays Homelander, and he, you know, plays it with this stern-jawed, plastic-faced demeanor that is um, both, I mean, like, on the surface looks good, but then it's so freaking creepy. <laughs> um, Mom, if you're wondering if you would like it, you guys would not, because it is 
superheroes, I mean, they're, I'm sorry if this is a spoiler, they're like um, made by technology. They're, it's through genetic and chemical tinkering. But it, it is, um, it is violent, I guess. Um, I don't, it's just not the kind of violence that bothers me. It's a funny thing. But David doesn't always like stuff where there is really subtle wit. Um, especially if it's a lot of it's in conversation and you have to follow it in conversation. That's just not his thing. So that might be that he's like getting only the, the over the top stuff and none of the subtlety, which I could see that that then it's not worth watching. And let's see what else is going on. Um, you know, that that's really it. Uh, I've been, I was talking with Dorinda yesterday. We try not to chat overly much and stay focused on working in between our sprints. But we were both <laughs> talking about sort of wrestling with our past and future selves. And one of my things is, is that if I don't do work on the weekends. <laughs> okay, so wait, let me back up. This is my whole thing, that if I'm getting 3,000 words a day, by the time I'm done, I'm fairly mentally drained, and I can do some businessy stuff, but not as much as I wish I could, and that's just, I'm, I'm just having to face that that's the case. Uh, I'm very happy with my productivity this year. I mean, I feel like I've really got myself on a much more even keel, and I've officially passed, um, for this year, I have already written more words than I wrote in all of 2019. Now, granted, 2019 was my lowest word count year since I've been keeping track. Um, in 2019, I wrote 377,996 words. Uh, I, I, and I recall, I think I even talked about on the podcast that I was tempted to get like four more words so I could at least make it a round number, but I thought, well, that's just silly. That's, you know, round numbers, what does it mean? And what would, you know, unless they were four words on something, it didn't matter. So now for 2020, I've written... Um, 380,931 words. So I've surpassed 2019, and I am on track. If I keep up this way, I will be on track to do better than 50% of the year since I've been tracking, and I've been tracking since 2012. So, so I'm very happy with where I'm at on writing productivity, and that is the most important thing. But then I end up with these other businessy things to handle. And <clears throat> I think that, you know, when I'm tired on the weekdays, I always think, oh, well, I'll, I'll catch up a whole lot of this stuff on the weekend, and I'll move things down my to-do list to catch them up on the weekend. But then weekend Jeffy is like, hey, it's my weekend. I should be able to have some fun and relaxing times and not have to do tons of business on the computer. Weekday Jeffy can handle this because there's no reason weekday Jeffy can't do this stuff once she's done writing. You know, she's done by one in the afternoon. You know, what the fuck is she doing with her time? 
So then weekend Jeffy moves those things back onto weekday Jeffy, and then weekday Jeffy is tired after writing. <laughs> so it's um, this tussle between myself, and Dorinda suggested that perhaps I get a mediator to sit down with weekend Jeffy and weekday Jeffy and come up with a more equitable distribution of labor. Um, I think what I need to do is periodically between books, because I did move pretty fast from Dark Wizard to this novella because I need to get this novella written. Um, I need to take like a weekday or two just to catch up all the businessy things. You know, like it's some of it's dumb stuff. Like something I need to do is do the HTML formatting of the descriptions for these various books. You know, and as I'm saying this, what I'm thinking is is maybe I should ask Corrine to do this. Because um, she could be doing a lot of these things for me. New is on the Korean front. She had her checkup yesterday, and she's doing really well. She has to take it physically easy for another couple of weeks. Uh, bef- and then she could start resuming normal activities like grocery shopping. Woohoo! <laughs> if she should care to start grocery shopping again. Um, and the... Uh, The mass that they removed from her abdomen was uh, totally benign, so there's no worries there. So, yay, Corrine. I'm very happy for her. Uh, My good friend Sassy Outwater had uh, surgery yesterday, and I have not heard how it went. It was her second surgery in a couple of months. Um, I'm seeing a post from Grace. This is what I get for looking at Facebook. Oh. So, yeah, I need to get her. She's saying that there's a few typos in Ipos King, which came out today, as I mentioned. So I need to, um, I need to send her my last few. Let's see if there's any notes from... Uh, Sassy, sassy. Facebook, this new setup, just, it wants to show me Sassy Outwater Right photos. And it's like, well, I just want to go to her. So let's see, she posted, so there's supposed to be this friend of hers that's supposed to let us know. Oh, here we go. For those of you who are waiting on this update, Sassy Outwater Wright is out of surgery and resting in her room. She will update everyone herself when she feels up to it. She always chooses a song for surgery days, and she asked me to share. So that's good. I'm glad she came through the surgery. This one was going into the bones of her skull, and, well, we know how that sort of thing goes. So... Uh, I think that's it for me today. I'm going to go in and get ready to write some more words. Um, If you need an escape from all the craziness, and there certainly is plenty of craziness, uh, Christmas Christmas Kisses with My Cowboy is out and available for you to revel in the cowboys who find the... uh, Love that they are ready for, whether they know it or not. 
I hope you all have a great Tuesday. Uh, First Cup of Coffee is part of the Frolic Media Podcast Network, and you will find more podcasts you love at frolic.media slash podcasts. And I will talk to you all on Thursday. You all take care. Bye-bye.